Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with me. My name is Ruthie Bowles, and I am the founder of Defy the Status Quo, which is a branding and marketing consultancy for morally driven, soul driven entrepreneurs and other business professionals. So what we're going to take a look at today, it's been something that's been weighing on me for a little while, and I've decided to begin divulging the lessons that I learned after investing 30K into a triple C program. What is triple C, you're wondering? Triple C is cookie cutter coaching. So yes, I invested uh, cumulatively about $30,000 into a triple C program, a cookie cutter coaching program. And I learned a ton, just not what they promised. And I want to share these lessons with you because I want to discuss solutions. And that's where the idea from for the DTSQ industry think tank came from. I'm wanting to make that a monthly event. If you don't know what I'm talking about, be sure to check the link in the show notes because by the time this episode goes live, we will have had our first event already. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, my aim is not to necessarily harp on things that we already know so much as I want to use my own experiences as a way to set the stage for discussion around these topics. So this will be the first of many episodes. So that was a super long intro, but we're just going to go ahead and get into it because the first lesson that I want to talk to you about is something I call standardized success. Okay, so you might be thinking, maybe you've realized (laughs) that you keep falling for cookie cutter coaching programs. You keep falling for their marketing and it sounds so wonderful and you just can't figure out why you keep falling for this, right? Like it sounds wonderful. You get in and you're like, dang it, dang it. It's just like the last time or dang it. It's not like the last time, but this is still not good. And you're wondering why. I mean, one of the reasons might be standardized success. So what does that even mean? Let me explain, because I haven't really heard anybody else talk about this. So I want to talk about it because it's I think by the end of this episode, you'll realize exactly how uh, much it's holding you back. So standardized success is when someone else decides what success means for you. You color within someone else's lines. And I hate to tell you this, but the vast majority of us have been groomed to accept this pretty much since birth. Yeah, I said it. Don't believe me? Let's talk about it. So childhood, 
What do you mean, Ruthie, that, you know, somebody else defined success for me as a child? Well, first of all, they probably always picked out your clothes. Now, I get it. We don't want our kids leaving the house looking crazy. But, you know, sometimes it's good to let them pick out their clothes. But let's take a look at school. If you went to public school and probably even if you went to private school, unless you went to one of those like free, not like free education, but like free spirited education types of schools, you went to kindergarten. You learn these things. You progress to first grade. They expected you to reach certain standards, standardized testing anyone. If you did well on these standardized tests, you were successful. And if you did not do well on the standardized test, you were not successful, right? That is what we teach children all the way through to high school and then potentially college, although college was not part of my lived experience right after high school. Instead, Ruthie joined the Army. So in case you don't know, I was in the Army for about eight and a half years, and the Army is another place where I saw standardized success. Now, let me tell you, I succeeded wonderfully at school. That standardized success model at school was great because then I joined the army and the army was like, we're even going to tell you what to wear. Like, so, you know, you go through high school and you pick your own clothes or whatever, maybe, probably, hopefully. And then you get into the army and they're like, yeah, you're going to wear this when we exercise. You're going to wear this when we're not exercising. You're going to wear this when we want to look fancy. You do what they say when they say to do it, how they say to do it. Like it's step by step by the numbers. There's even a, even an instruction in the army. So that way you can practice certain things. Like we're going to do this by the numbers, even for our exercises. <laughs> so standardized success in the military. I got promoted to staff sergeant and in the army, that's an E6 enlisted rank six, about four and a half years into my time in service. And that is really fast. You know, it's uh, the only way I could have done it faster would have been, you know, at four years time in service. So it was really fast. And the reason why is because I was hella good at seeing, okay, this is the lane. This is how you succeed in the lane. Cool. I'm going to check all these boxes. I was really good at that. All right. And then I got out and I was a civilian, but guess what? You are an employee and people tell you, okay, you want to get promoted. You need to have a degree. You need to have this many years of experience. You need to get this certification. You need to do this training. You need to have, you know, done this many, you know, performance reviews for the people underneath you. And then you can get promoted. And you're like, cool. All right. Bet. Say less. I'm going to go ahead and do these things. And then I get promoted, right? So it's, it's very much a standardized success model. Like you have to go to work or else you need to take a vacation day. And that's just not reflective of the entrepreneur experience. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Let me know if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. And then finally, I wanted to address something else that was kind of interesting to bring up. Beauty standards. Oh, there's that word again. Standards. Beauty even is standardized. And I wanted to bring this up because I competed as a bodybuilder while I was serving in the army. I competed in bikini and figure competitions. And that is literally you dieting and working out for weeks, months, you know, it was 12 week cycles, 16 week prep cycles to get ready for these competitions to strut your stuff on stage in an itty bitty teeny bikini for somebody else to tell you how good you are compared to everyone else. Standard eyes, although they could have actually used with some better standardization. There would have been less favoritism and stuff like that. Bah, that's not why we're here. So I'm going to move on. So I want to talk about why your acceptance and your grooming or you you being groomed to accept these standardized success parameters is getting in the way of your entrepreneurship journey. It's getting in the way of your personal development. It's crippling your decision-making capabilities. So that is what I want to talk about next. 
how do we see standardized success try and play out in entrepreneurship? Well, when was the last time you saw somebody, you know, post on social media or slide into your DMs and pitch you about, let me help you reach 10K months? Who decided that 10K months was the goal? Who decided that? Why? 10K a month times 12 is $120,000, which, yes, is very much larger than the average American, at least in terms of what it is that the average American makes. So I get that. You know, 10K a month sounds like a lot. But they don't talk to you about business expenses. They don't talk to you about the things you got to pay for that, yes, you get to write them off, but the, you're not taking 10K a month home. If you make 10K, you're not, make, you're not taking 10K a month home. So why is that the standard of success? And yes, maybe you should aim for more, but you know what? Maybe you should aim for less. Maybe your definition of success includes bringing home 5K a month because you're spending so much time with your kids. Or maybe you don't have kids and you're spending all this time on your hobbies and, you know, you you live on a budget because you're you're roaming the earth traveling. Maybe that's why 5K a month is fine for you because you spent, you know, six months in countries where your dollar went really far. So don't let other people make you believe that 10K months is somehow the standard. Like once you hit 10K months, you're just this, you know, raving success. And that's it's just not the case. But I wanted to bring that up because I, every time I see, oh, Ruthie, we can help you scale to 10K months. I'm so tired of seeing that. Stop sending me that. Pick a different number. Say 11. Say 11. If you're going to pitch me and you're listening to this episode, slide into my DMs and say you're going to help me reach 11K months. Do that. So the one of the big things is that so I mentioned that standardized success interferes, right, with your uh, ability to make decisions, but it interferes with your ability to be creative. Why? Because instead of looking for a creative solution, you are looking, you spend so much time looking for a step-by-step solution. You say, I know I, I could succeed at this. If somebody would just tell me how to do it. And you know how I know you said that? Or maybe you thought it. Or maybe it's been sitting, lurking in, you know, in your perfectionist brain or, you know, your imposter syndrome filled mind. Is because before I spent that first 10K in that coaching program, I said that exact thing on the phone during the sales call. I said it. He told me, he's like, it's going to be step by step. Like, you just got to follow the instructions and you will succeed. And I was like, oh, that's great. I spent eight years in the army learning how to follow things step by step and succeeding. I have been waiting for somebody else to come out here and tell me how to color in these lines. I said it. And you know what happens when you spend your time looking for that one solution that's just, you spend that time looking externally for that one solution that's just gonna unlock it all. You are missing the creative solution that is perfect for you. You are missing out on all the lessons that you need to learn. Because every time something happens, you think, well, if somebody would just tell me how to do this, that wouldn't have happened. And you completely miss the lesson in whatever negative or positive event that occurred. Another thing that happens is we become information junkies. Because again, we're spending all of that time looking externally for a solution that we need to be spending a little bit more time internally talking about and dealing with, with ourselves. But we find, we find entrepreneurship 
I mean, it's stressful. Don't get me wrong. But I think we find it so much more stressful compared to being employed, if you have that life experience of being employed before becoming an entrepreneur, is because we are now exercising skills that we have not used since like we were three years old, since we, you know, maybe six years old when you went into school and everybody told you what success was. From that moment on, you weren't really looking for creative solutions within yourselves. No one taught you. No one taught you that the solution was inside of you. You needed to learn something else. You needed to do something else. You needed someone else to teach you in order for you to succeed. It's true. And so then we become information junkies because I'll tell you what, there is no person on the planet who reads more personal development than entrepreneurs. (laughs) You know I'm right. You know I'm right. There is no one else on the planet who reads more personal development than entrepreneurs. You know we do. Mindset productivity. You know it. You know it. And so that's how I know that I can tell you that is because I I got on that sales call. I'm getting ready to spend nearly $10,000 for a program that they told me was step-by-step and my success was guaranteed. I was salivating. I was chomping at the bit. Finally, finally, something I recognized, something I knew Finally, someone was going to tell me how to succeed at this instead of feeling like I was reinventing the wheel every single second of every single day. Wonderful. Or so I thought, because that experience taught me (laughs) standardized success. That experience taught me that I, here's another SS for you, right? Standardized success, SS. That experience taught me that I, in fact, am an SS. I am a special snowflake. (laughs) And I know people use that as an insult. But really, that's how it feels now. And I realize that I don't need a cookie cutter coaching program. What I really needed was someone who knew more than me, who could give me a bit of guidance, but who wouldn't put me down, wouldn't make me feel like I was doing the wrong thing just because I wanted to experiment. And the thing is, I mean, and I guess I don't want to really knock step-by-step programs too hard, right? Like if you're going to learn a skill, then that makes sense, right? Then it's maybe more like training and consulting. But if you're going to learn a skill, yeah, you, you probably want step-by-step. I mean, doctors need step-by-step too. Doctors need step-by-step as well. But like if you're a doctor and you're doing a differential diagnosis, there are certain things that you're going to want to, you know, certain things that you're looking for. But a differential diagnosis, like that's something that requires a lot of creativity. So you can't necessarily standardize something that requires a lot of creativity. You can say, hey, these are some of the requirements, but how you get to these requirements like this is, you know, you know, do you for the most part. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a medical professional. I just like to watch House. So (laughs) that's why I know that The, the differential diagnosis. Yeah. So I just like to watch house. But I think a lot of us are like that. And I I have an episode out already about the five growth phases of business for for client-based businesses, you know, the coaches, the consultants, the service providers. So that's one thing. Another thing, and I'm going to do an episode on this, is the wide field of vision. And I think when you combine somebody who is in the beginning stages of their business, probably, you know, probably stages one, two, or three, out of five, go watch, go listen to that episode, go watch that live stream if you want to go catch the video. If you're in stages one, two, or three, and you have a wide field of vision, then a cookie cutter coaching program is going to do you a huge disservice. 
that's going to do you a huge disservice. And in general, standardized success has done us a huge disservice because, as I said, we got used to looking for the step-by-step solution. We got used to looking for the external solution. When in reality, this entrepreneurship venture that you are on, that you decided to engage, that you decided to create, the answers for that, that's inside of you. But we have been groomed and taught to look for the definition of success outside of ourselves. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk today. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So this is just the first episode in a series of of episodes on how I learned what 30K worth of coaching taught me. And essentially, it taught me that I am a special snowflake. 30K, a 30K investment into coaching taught me I was a special snowflake, essentially, and that I needed guidance and mentorship from someone who could accommodate that. And that is a bit harder to scale, which is why people don't do it. But we're going to talk about that in another episode. So thank you so much for joining me today. And subscribe, share this episode, tag your friends, tag your business friends, other people who need to hear it. I want to get the word out. I want more people to understand that it may not have been 100% their fault. So thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.